It's nice to see you. It's nice to see you. I've I've really missed you. It's been a long time, and I know we don't really keep in touch too too hard, but I genuinely mean it when I say I do miss you. It's nice to see you. Aw, same dude. Um, for those that don't know, this today's guest is my good friend Ray. She goes by the name Poison Hyphy. Yeah. How did you come up? (laughs) I'm glad. How did you come up with that name, Poison Hyphy? Uh, it's funny because I like I, I started producing before I even started DJing. I didn't even want to DJ. I was like just so content on the dance floor. I was like I was so okay with just giving her and enjoying the music from the other side. But I my one of my exes kind of got me into production, and it's funny because I didn't have a name for a long time because I just wanted it to be the perfect name and just kind of like suit who I am and like kind of like the music I quite enjoy which is usually hyphy or shit um <laughs> I am gonna swear on this podcast I apologize that's <laughs> absolutely okay uh it's it's a swearing podcast yeah so yeah, it took a couple months but I it just kind of came to me it was like it a lot of people think it's because of the character Poison Ivy who's hot and like dope and toxic but it wasn't even her it was just like a play on words for the plant I don't know it just kind of worked out and the more like I kind of grew as an artist the more it totally just fit so it was definitely meant to be yeah well I can definitely confirm that you are a beast on the decks I've seen you play live (laughs) a few times and the one time in particular when it was like uh, me Kate and Justin we came out to that little I can't even remember the name of it. When we were living oh. out in uh, Armstrong there for a little bit, that little club in Vernon. And yeah, it was just like, yeah, Crazy. like 10. Oh, yeah, it was great. <laughs> it was a lot of fun, though. Me and Justin were yeah. so lit up that night. And you were just throwing down bangers the whole time. And I can't. Do you remember that moment when you threw down like a My Chemical Romance song or something? I think, Justin, it, yeah. Justin just started screaming the lyrics at the top of his lungs. And there was like, <laughs> 20 people in there and like the whole room just stopped and just started staring at him and you know Justin he's just going for yeah. it full yeah, blast and shit. yeah he didn't give a shit that night it was hilarious yeah I mean, moments like that or make it all worth it right it's those empty like what am I even doing here like empty club and then you have like some homies show up and just go harder than like ever because it's so empty you know what I mean so much room for activities right mm-hmm <laughs> Now, I want to play a song that I actually just, uh, it's fair, I think it's fairly new. I came across it the other day. I've been chilling up, or I've been chilling. I've been uh, <laughs> listening to a lot of chill stuff lately, like yeah. uh, chill drum and bass, a lot of melodic drum and bass stuff. And I haven't really done that for a while. I've always been a really big fan of it, and I never really play it out too much, but lately this is what I've been vibing with. And I uh, came across this song fairly recently. It's uh, by Graphics of uh, Fred Vian Graphics. It's just uh, one of his own solo songs. Oh, cool. And play this one out. This one is called Blue Dreams.
love it. Love it. Did you ever? Yeah, it's definitely a vibe. Yeah, when you were producing, you started out making drum and kind of chill drum and bass stuff like that, didn't you? Yeah, so I started with me and my ex made a bootleg of a Fallout Boy song. It actually like blew up, but we didn't like chipmunk the vocals at all or anything. We just straight like bootlegged it and it ended up getting flagged. But yeah, I started oh, no. with drum and bass and I love that like, like, you know, I love Camo and Crooked, like shout out Camo and Crooked. I love that like melodic, really technical drums though, um, really like ticky clicky uh, yeah. vibes. Yeah that's pretty much how I started and then I don't know like I kind of started making lo-fi a little bit and like hip-hop beats but yeah drum and bass will always have my heart camel and crooked they are did you ever see them live yeah so they came to Vancouver and this is about 2018 this is when I was like really bad into my alcoholism and uh, my addiction but I ended up getting kicked out of the show right before they started playing and it was like and it was at the red room too so I knew all the like people working there and I was like dude you gotta let me in and I like I guess I had well I guess I can talk about it but I did like this rip of K and it was a bad decision because yeah I couldn't even walk and they were like they just thought I was fall down drunk so they were like yeah you can't be in here like go get some water go get some food and come back and I was like you don't understand like that's not gonna help me right now (laughs) so yeah it's, it's sad but no I've never seen them play live and that's yeah, that's it's a shitty memory to look back on because that's like the one show I needed to see. Like that's my shit. So, yeah. but you know what? That's what happens. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Back, <laughs> back in the days too, like 2009 era. You know when they were just the ultimate force in this genre of music. You know, in so my good. opinion, you yeah. know they every song they came out with was just insane. And I remember, uh, well, I don't remember the year they came to Shambhala <laughs> because uh, I kind of same situation happened where that was definitely when I was at my worst when it came to like substance abuse and stuff. And, yeah. you know, I was there when they played, but I don't remember a goddamn thing. And you know, uh, these, don't you hate that? Yeah, dude, it was fucked up because that was like the one group that I'd been wanting to see ever since I heard of the name Camel and Crooked. And I was so, yeah, and like, I'm not the best human being in the world. You know, it's happened multiple times. I'm trying to get better, but you know, it's a fucking struggle, dude, sometimes. And I think obviously now, like me and you both, we're doing way better when it comes to something like that. Like we've both had our struggles. We've both gone through a lot of difficulty. I think when we originally first met, that was kind of like when I was really really kind of in like the darkest part of it yeah dude and it's funny because I was too I don't know if you remember I like you literally met me when I was bawling my eyes out like I was at the club and I like of course wouldn't leave like well it was a bar but yeah I had one of my best friends like look at me that night and he was like what the fuck are you doing Ray like you're not yourself anymore and like you're so much better than this and then I was like walking outside crying from that conversation because his like opinion means a lot like he cares a lot and so and then that's when I met you right outside and I was you're like are you okay I was like yeah not really do you want a bum (laughs) yeah you just you I didn't know you and I think I was going out for a smoke at the time and I just seen this cute little girl (laughs) just looking so distraught and upset I went over I was like hey like are you okay? Cause you were just fucking bawling and it was so yeah, sad and pretty much, yeah, just you know kind of started what? vibing and hanging out after that. Yeah, no. And I, I want to say like, I fucking love you so much for that. That kind of was our history of friendship for a bit. There was just me going through it and you just like you and like Dirk just picking me up and being like, yo, you're so loved. Like, it's okay. It's going to be okay. And like, just like having that, 
warmth and just non-judgmental like a connection means so much to me because it's really rare in the scene to find people that genuinely like want the best for you and care about you and like you know will like just be there when you're down and so I just want to say I appreciate you and I love you so much <laughs> I love you too Ray um yeah. <laughs> now I know you've you've gone through some rough times here and you're definitely on a serious road to recovery from what I can see, by the way, like you, you look great. Like you have this weird, I haven't seen you for years now, but you have like this glow going on and it's really cool to see you look healthy. Uh, Thank you. You Yeah, dude. It's like a pregnancy glow, but minus the baby. (laughs) (laughs) I feel great. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to play one more song here, one of your songs. But after that, um, just to whatever you're comfortable with talking about, I know we kind of discussed this before, like Mm -hmm. uh, just kind of some struggles, depression, all that. Mm -hmm. I know you have a list of things you kind of want. I got a couple. Yeah, I got a few. Yeah, so (laughs) let's play a song here first. Which one do you want to go with? Um... I would like to play Consequences because that song definitely hits home for uh, like even just the lyrics. Like, you know, we love it. We love the scene. We love the party. We love the drugs. But there are consequences and I'm living proof of that, you know. So let's start with that. All right. Let's go for this Consequences featuring Run by Company. Bracing for the fallout of breaking all my walls down. You got the best of my fear I hardly notice it when you're near And we didn't expect this Now we're seeing where we're headed I think we both know how we got here I think we both know how we got here And you may have heard some stories About how love can never last Tell me would you risk it for me I could be the best you've ever had We can take a time exploring Knowing you with all my senses Maybe this is worth ignoring The consequences Yeah Oh, the consequences
track i think it's from like 2017 or something but yeah i i might be i could be wrong uh but yeah i missed it too i i kind of fell into my lap actually one night it i don't know it's funny how music can speak to you so much like it kind of like jumped at me and i like had it on my spotify and i had never even listened to it before but yeah it just kind of came to me in one of those moments when i needed it most and it fucking slaps too so yeah do you ever (laughs) do you ever listen to a song and like it could be even a song that you've listened to for years but all of a sudden you play it back and it just hits you in a way and like you literally get tears in your eyes and not even like in a sad way it's just like you might have like a really strong memory tied to it of when you've seen a dj play it live and like your whole fucking spine just tingles dude i had that the other day when i listened to like a tantrum desire song and i yeah. Like was overwhelmed, dude. If Dirk were to come downstairs and see me, like I would have just been bawling and have like no <laughs> real explanation. Right? <laughs> yeah, like I wouldn't have an explanation for it. But it no, just hits dude, so yeah. hard. It's funny that you say that because that's actually what I was just about to bring up. Is like sometimes I've heard the song, like it happens with my favorite artist a lot, Atmosphere. Uh, his he's so poetic in his lyrics, and like I'll it'll be like one of his first albums, and I'll just be listening to a song that I've heard you know hundreds of times, and it just hits different. The lyrics just hit different, or like yeah, like you said, the nostalgic factor, like. You know, sometimes music can bring you back like I've even had like certain smells like sh- like that I start smelling while I'm listening to music like I don't know how to explain it it's like our senses of memory are all um connected it's funny actually my first track that I ever made on my own I named it evocation and I'm gonna look up the definition for that because that's exactly what it's talking about evocation it's basically like those like strong body odor from no it's no it's the the act of bringing or recalling a feeling memory or image to the conscious mind okay yeah yeah Yeah. exactly exactly yeah exactly and music does that for me a lot so that's sick that you brought that up yeah it's it doesn't happen that much anymore with me i find but every now and then you're scrolling through and all of a sudden you play that song on repeat for the whole day and it hits the same as hard as it did the first right. time every time like fuck i love that but it's such yeah. a weird weird i love feeling. it too so i want to dive into some darkness here ray let's go i know you are very willing and uh excited mm-hmm. in a way i yeah. guess to yeah kind of talk about what you've been going through lately here yeah and I'm very so i mean well because uh i know only really off social media what's going on with you and it's yeah it's looks like you're on the right path yeah I mean I'm not gonna lie like every day is different some days I wake up and I'm like just feeling amazing that's like part of sobriety is uh yeah waking up and like not feeling like you need to hit the liquor store right away like just feeling so strong and so inspired and so supported that's also why I did put uh, a bit on social media about how I was getting help and stuff and I've 
received nothing but like love and encouragement and and support so I love that and I think I like I'm inspiring a, a, pe- a few people too because I was always that bitch that was like the most fucked up you know what I mean like I was full send all the time and so for people to see that I'm like changing and like doing better and just wanting to be sober especially with everything going on in the world it's a weird time to even want to be sober so I think it's inspiring and I like I love that aspect um but yeah a little bit about my story so I started like smoking weed when I was 10 started drinking around the same age uh my sister was quite the party animal um my childhood wasn't the easiest so yeah I kind of just I didn't really realize how much I was like using it to cope but because it was all kind of fun and games in high school I kind of thought like you know everyone's doing it it's fun it's cool and it was but it's all fun and games till it's not fun anymore and for me, that's kind of when it really hit that I had a problem because I was like, I had a lot of friends pass away, a lot of overdoses and stuff. Um, and that scared me a lot because I struggle with mental health and that's definitely like, I just didn't want to become one of those names and one of those people that like goes out that way. You know what I mean? And I'm like, sorry to interrupt, but yeah, I remember there was a period of time where it seemed like on your Facebook, it oh, felt God. like once every two weeks you were putting it up a rest was. in peace story. And that's so fucked up. Dude, it was insane. It started around 2017, 28, and then all the way through 2019, a that's little less I mean. this year. Yeah. But yeah, it was getting crazy. <laughs> it felt like every, yeah, every time I logged on, I would like hear about some, a new friend or a friend, like a new death, like a friend passing away. And it got to be a lot. And I, that actually, before I got better, I got worse. Like, I don't, you probably saw that too. Like I just couldn't handle it but you know that's the biggest thing about well, depression and just like substance abuse just everything all of it it's like a lot of it's just like we don't know how to deal with our feelings and I'm not very good at that I'm a very emotional person I'm an empath I take on a lot of other people's energy including like my own my energy is really intense and so just dealing with that this has been my hardest actually this is one one of the hardest parts of being sober is just yeah, learning how to cope without like substances, just being able, just feeling all these feelings and just having to sit with them. Uh, meditation helps a lot, though. I will I will say that for sure is being able to clear the mind, even just for a few minutes. You know. Do you meditate every day? I meditate every day and I pray every day. Yeah. Interesting. Um, are you yeah. still smoking then, or are you sober off uh, cigarettes as well? I'm oh no I'm smoking hella darts I'm drinking hella Red Bulls yeah that's kind of actually it's funny yeah when I like started getting sober here I my smoking went up intensely like I'm at I was at like two packs a day I'm at about a pack a day right now but I'm also vaping so yeah it's pretty bad but you know what I just gotta like think I mean I'm sure that's probably next on the list for me to like cut down and cold turkey maybe even but for now i'm just like i gotta lean on you know some of just, my vices here yeah, yeah just something to kind of <laughs> keep your sanity I gotta there, do right? something with my hands man <laughs> yeah um how when was the last time you uh did a substance or had a drink of alcohol so yeah that's something i'm comfortable talking about uh that has it's a part of my sobriety journey too i i had 60 days on the 60th day of me being sober i went out and I relapsed. And one thing I will say is there's nothing more dangerous than a head full of recovery and a backpack full of beer. Cause like just knowing how good I felt sober and how good I was doing 
when I relapsed, I was full of shame, like full of shame. And I didn't want to tell anyone and I didn't want to get honest, but the best thing I did was get honest. Um, cause my support group, like my sponsor, my, like just my people, like just wrapped me in their arms, you know what I mean? And embraced me with love, which is what I'm not used to. I'm so used to like, when I fuck up, like I'm so used to people like running away from me or like, you know, going the other way versus like, so it really kind of taught me a lot. It also really humbled me because I kind of thought relapse wasn't going to be part of my story because I'm so stubborn. And I just, you know, like I always think I'm just going to whatever I do, I'm going to kill it. Right. So yeah. I didn't really think I didn't even consider relapsing. I was like, no, nope, not me. I'm not going to do it. So when I did, I was like, holy shit, like I'm powerless over this, you know, this allergy that I have that's that's alcoholism. And, you know, every day, like there has been days like where I wake up and I just all I want to do is go to the fucking liquor store. But I mean, it's kind of like, like even going like, I don't know, like I'm not really supposed to yeah talk about certain things, but I will say there is a solution and just getting connected with like people that are doing well, you can see it. Like you even said the glow, like look for those people, look for those people that are strong and like serious about their sobriety and talk to them is like what I want to say to people that like are listening that like maybe considering getting sober is yeah look for those people that like live and breathe sobriety because those are the ones like that can really help you and there is a solution what would you say to somebody who is they've done a lot of partying they've kind of been in a situation like you yeah. where and and uh i guess what i'm trying to say is like what would you say to somebody that's like really struggling yeah. with sober where they tell themselves on Monday, this is it. This is the week where I'm going to be sober. And this yeah. is the one, like, I'm not doing it ever again. And then, you know, Friday comes around and whether it be at them or just the people they surround themselves with, yeah. they always go back to, you know, the, another drink, another <laughs> cigarette, another bump, another whatever. Yeah. Right. So like, what would you tell somebody that's like, just really, really does truly want it, but is just struggling to fully yeah. commit to it? you know what, it's, it's a journey. And you know what, it is a struggle. And even for me, like I found myself isolating a lot in my first bit of sobriety, because I was so scared to even hang out with friends, because I knew like, I was like, there's no way I can say no. Like, I, I don't even know if I if, if someone put like, you know, a line in front of me, I didn't think I would be able to like be around it and say no. So I isolated. But what I would say to someone and I did say this to uh, one of my sponsees, I just said, we're looking or we're, we're we're looking at progress, not perfection, you know? And like, for me, like I, I wasn't right away sober when I was looking into getting sober, you know, I was still like, there's, there's some of us smoke weed, some of us like, you know, me with my darts and my energy drinks right now. Like, it's like, uh, it's, it's progress. It's not perfection. And we're fucking human. So, um, also like, I wouldn't recommend the isolating part that I did. Like, I wouldn't say drop all your friends unless they're like, pressuring you to like get fucked up with them yeah um or unless it's really hard for you to be around that then I totally understand because that's how it was for me but I when I was in Victoria I was doing some door-to-door -door sales it was like a super random job I did a couple like a couple months ago I was um I was out there and I hung out with some older friends and they were like we were mixing and like they were drinking and there was like some lines being passed around and I like said no and I felt so lit up after like like my one homie uh, in recovery, he always says like when he says no to things, he says, no, that'll sober me up. Like when he says no, because he's so high on life, you know what I mean? And it's true. Like we, 
you get like this energy and this like I don't know how to explain it it's like you kind of like it's trippy being sober dude it's life is trippy and (laughs) hilarious as it is even just sober I never thought I would like be okay with that and like I never thought even that was a thing like but yeah to be able to hang out with homies and have them drink around me and like do their substances and me not feel like I need any it was really empowering like I'm not gonna lie I had to leave about two hours in because I was like all right I'm starting to like get a little cravey over here definitely got some cravings so I left and separated myself but it really like because for a bit there in my sobriety I was like am I gonna be able to DJ am I gonna be able to go to festivals like am I going to have to change my whole life? And that scared me and it made me sad because I love the music, you know? I love the festivals. I love the people. I love my people. But like, yeah, I realized that night that I can be around it just probably to a certain extent. Yeah, there's some limitations for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, that's so cool. Um, speaking yeah. of high on life and high energy, yeah. this next mm. song, great segue, hey? Yeah, trying so hard to get good at segues, but you actually are so good at this. Like listening to your podcast, I was like, "Bro, yeah, whatever." Um, So, (laughs) speaking of high energy, have you heard of Porter Robinson? The answer is yes, because who hasn't heard of Porter Robinson? Yeah, and especially (laughs) this song here. So, Porter Robinson, language, obviously, arguably, probably one of the. What is the word? I don't know. Most melodic, the original, most melodic, pretty songs out there. Yes. This Love it. is a drum and bass remix of it that I found a few years back. And it's by a guy called Concept with a K. And I have, since I found it, I this has been one of my favorite songs in this entire genre of music. It's, you know, it's classic Porter Robinson language, but with a sweet original drum and bass twist to it so ray i'm sure you're a fan of drum i know you're a good fan of drum and bass i'm (laughs) probably a fan of porter robinson so i think you'll really appreciate this one let's check it out
song, right? Melodic AF. Love it. Yeah. I've always loved that one. Just like like I said, that whole style in that genre. Yeah. Um, it's definitely like it's feels. It brings on the feels. That's why I love melodic uh, drum and bass. Just melodic anything, honestly. Even melodic dubstep too. Like does that to me. It just brings a lot of it. So emotional. Yeah, there's yeah so, feeling, actual feeling and emotion that went <laughs> making of the song. Yeah, for sure. Um, I wanted to continue on with what we were talking about earlier. Um, mm-hmm. Like when you decided to like publicly announce it, like I'm sober and this is fucking it. Like this is the way it's going to be from now on. Like, did you have a lot of pushback from your friends that still party a lot? Cause I know you kind of ran with like a really hardcore party crew back in Vernon there. I mean, so I think a lot of them, like I said, were pretty inspired. Uh, A lot of people were mostly just supportive. It's kind of funny though, because I did get a lot of people messaging me saying, you know what, if you fuck up, it's okay. And I was like, but I haven't even fucked up yet. Like, so I I found that kind of funny where people were just already excusing like a relapse for me. But I understand now that they were just like, because now after I relapsed, I like have never felt lower in my life. Like, so I think maybe that's what they were kind of leaning at was like, maybe they've been through a relapse and they knew how low they felt. And they were just like, yo, like, don't beat yourself up if you if you fuck up and so but yeah mostly everything has just been really positive and supportive like from everyone I think it's good and I think it's like important for people in the scene like I mean it's not like a lot of people maybe like don't even think it's like that great that I publicly kind of announced like that I was not okay and that I was getting help and I was getting sober because it is kind of an anonymous thing and it's a personal thing but for me like I just wanted to a I wanted everyone to know where I was at I'm really okay with you know I'm comfortable with myself and my like at the time I wasn't but I'm really like I'm an honest person and I think yeah I think I actually had a lot of people reach out to me and be like yo you've inspired me to you know try and get sober and so that was kind of I realized the purpose of that I didn't even do that knowingly but I think I was yeah I think that's just part of my journey is to help inspire people so it's good you definitely inspire me I'll give you that no yeah, you, like I said too, like, yeah, all of your posts, you just feel, it looks like you're just feeling yourself so much more. And right. that's really powerful compared to yeah. what you were like a year ago today. Right? Yeah, it's crazy. <sighs> it's crazy to think back, like how much like people like, I don't know, it's kind of like, it feels like forever when it when it, when you're in that moment. And like, but really time does fly, like time flies. And I've come so far. And I like, that's something I'm learning uh also in sobriety is just like letting like understanding that like it's you don't just wake up one day and you're fixed like this is you got to put in work and it's hard and you kind of really have to take like a you really have to take a look at yourself and everything like I you know I heard a lot of people in my addiction and I it's funny because I was so delusional I thought I, I was full of blame and I thought everything was everyone else's fault I genuinely thought I was a good person like I was but like it's crazy uh like the amount of effects like we have on people when we're especially when we're using and when we're drinking and I didn't realize how much of a tornado I was you know until I got sober and kind of went through my uh I kind of had to go through my past with like a fine tooth comb and it's good like it's humbling like you really realize yeah the (laughs) the thing is like you know a hurricane's a great way to describe it (laughs) dude yeah there's a few nights when me and you just got absolutely twisted literally like that was just insane so can confirm little ray was an absolute mess of a hurricane but in a great but i mean i can't judge times for sure oh 100 (laughs) but 
I remember like in particular, you know, there was like one, uh, the one night where you'd called me fairly late. And, uh, I think like it was like three 30 in the morning or something like that. And you're just like, ah, you're the only person I can think of. Like I need someone right now to come grab me. And I show that to Derek and immediately like, yeah, we got to go get it right now. And it was like you said before that there was no judgment. I knew what you were going through at the time. And you're a nice, genuine human being. So, you know, there was this really dark side that obviously was really prevalent and we've seen, but we've also seen the really bright side and the good side of you. So it's, it's just, it's it's a difference between like being a good person, a bad person. You know, there's a lot of people that I would never do that for, even close friends that I would never do that for. But, you know, you've shown to me and in the short time that we've known each other, nonetheless, at that point in time, that yeah. I only really knew good Ray who had a little bit of shit she was going through, but you were yeah. a real genuine kind soul. So well, it didn't, what? it For didn't sure. feel wrong to go and help you in these strange situations I that love, you got yourself I into. That. And I like, I'm so blessed to like, know you guys. I honestly feel like, I don't know. I feel like the universe put you guys like in my life for such a special reason. And I'm like so grateful, but I do want to say, yeah, duality is what I thought of when you were talking about that. Like I do kind of, I always call myself a ray of sunshine. Other people call me a ray (laughs) of sunshine and it's true, but you know what? We all go through stuff. You're right. And I'm so glad you saw like through, through the BS and like you were there for me. That's so 100 of you. And I'll be forever grateful. I kind of got off topic when I was just rambling there. I'm really good at that. what I meant is like I remember when we did pick you up on that ride home you were just like bawling the whole time and you thought like you were convinced we were like so mad at you and I just continued oh, like, saying, like yeah like Ray it's okay like I don't care like this is fine uh-huh. trust me like I'm just happy that you're fucking safe now and not like with that crackhead right. right now so and you know right and you know what that's like the most like I don't get me wrong I've had some good times and some bad times and through like this whole partying this 10 years or more but like yeah like moments like that really stick out because just like there's so many like there's so many of these people like I thought were my friends and like these people I thought had my back like it's amazing especially getting sober you really realize like how many people like are there for you but really aren't you know they're only there because you have booze or you got drugs and like or they want something you know whatever they're after you know and I'm sure like I did that too I used people in my addiction and it's really weird to yeah think about now and like but it just makes me so grateful for people like you and just those people with like really good intentions and just fucking big hearts and just like pure people it's beautiful and there are people in the scene like that it's just more rare (laughs) yeah yeah well we know that you're a ray of sunshine but you also have, you've had a demonic side. So we're going to jump to the next tune called Medusa by Grizz. Love it. Great segue. (laughs) (laughs) Anthem, put your fucking hands up, smiling because I'm young, rich, gay, and I'm handsome. Yeah, the fam go deep like scuba. I got the stone cold look like Medusa. Shit you heard about me, that's a rumor. Unless they talking how I'm stacking up the Gouda. Smash your man, throwing back. You know game ass looking like a blooper Oh, I'm a go-ghost in Bermuda Got my blessings on feet, hallelujah Throw it back, throw it back, classy Zoom, 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 don't gas me Who the fuck are you? Don't ask me Hot boys, hot boys, nasty Throw it back, throw it, throw it, throw it back Throw it back, throw it, throw it, throw it back Throw it back, throw it, 
having a shit day throw it on and like next thing i know i'm shaking my ass it's so good i love it <laughs> this is great that's awesome um yeah i love that song it's so good um i want to get back to the topic of poison hyphy yeah what is well i guess uh i've never i don't really i've only seen you that one time i'm pretty sure in that club um yeah. you i know you've played a lot of shows uh, out of curiosity <laughs> yeah. like what has been your favorite performance uh, I mean, um, the one I'm most proud of for sure would be Center of Gravity, just being on the same bill as like the Wu-Tang Clan, like they mentioned, <laughs> Grizz mentioned in that song, like Wu-Tang Clan, all nine members that are still alive, at least. Uh, yeah, that was really cool. Um, who else did we have? We had Kill the Noise on there. I got to open for Kill the Noise, which was super sweet. Um, I had some technical difficulties and my, uh, my friend Brayden, rest in peace, Dr. Bray, uh, any show that I did with him would have been a really memorable one. Cause he was just such a, such a character and like, just fuck, just such a good time. But he was with me when I had my technical difficulties, my USB was corrupt. I think you actually hooked oh, no. it up with some tracks for that one that you remember when I asked you for a bunch of drum step tracks, I was like, I just want like some like fire. I was like, send me like some good shit. And you sent me like a bunch and I was going to use actually quite a bit of it. But yeah, no, my, my USB, like I was this i was just hammered showed up i think i didn't even like it was bad it was embarrassing but i came from vancouver and i ended up having to like hitchhike because my rides like it was just like one of those days where nothing was working so yeah my rides 
vehicle broke down. So I had to hitchhike, almost didn't make it in time. Um, bumped into my friend Braden outside and he luckily had his USBs on him. Cause when I went to go plug in, I rolled up right before my set and my USB was corrupt. And like, and so I was just like, what the fuck am I going to do? And I thought I was going to have to give up my slot, but he was like, babe, he's like, I have my USBs, but this, you know what I have on there? I was like, house and trap. <laughs> he's <laughs> like, yeah. So I literally opened for kill the noise with house music and trap, but you know what? The crowd loved it. I don't know. I, I was too embarrassed to actually meet Kill the Noise after that because I was like, I got to get out of here. Like, I, <laughs> I just had such like I had such high expectations for that for that slot. But you know what? It's like everything works out the way it's supposed to. And it's one of my favorite memories with Braden. And now that he's passed, I can <clears> hold <throat> on to that and be like, oh, so that's why that happened. <laughs> yeah. I remember yeah. I was a, I was in Kelowna during that center of gravity and I didn't go to the actual festival itself, but um me and a few people from alberta and kate we went to the after party at level that kill the noise was playing at yeah and dude i gotta say that was the worst live show i've ever seen i don't <laughs> know if they didn't have any subwoofers hooked up yeah their speaker system was just right out of whack oh my god it was absolute garbage I, it was mm -hmm. painful even with earplugs in it still hurt <laughs> yeah i don't know whoever did their sound tech uh position definitely uh it was might terrible have been on one i don't know you didn't kill the noise like he was up on the stage too and you could tell he just he knew it sounded bad and he was not vibing He's with like, it Fuck. didn't want to be a part of it yeah it was really really bad that night um right. you said you hitchhiked you you're not a stranger yeah. to hitchhiking are you i remember you hitchhiked um, at curiosity fest that one year too didn't you it's so funny because i my mom raised me like <laughs> so terrified of hitchhiking she was like you will get raped and you will die like, so, like well, you I know that's that's the narrative right so yeah and so i was so scared of hitchhiking because my mom just had it instilled in my head that i was like not gonna make it you know what i mean so yeah actually it's funny to think back a lot of the festival times that i have uh hitchhiked or gotten rides with like fucking randoms and put myself i've been in a lot of unsafe situations so i know you i'm just i'm lucky to be out. here right i know it's so even just looking back and thinking back as i get stressed i'm like getting all clammy over here right <laughs> but yeah no i'm really lucky to be here you know and i don't advise that for young pretty girls yeah <laughs> or just people sure. in general fuck yeah i remember yeah you showed up to curiosity because you're like oh my ride bailed and we're like, oh, fuck, she's not going to show up. And then yeah. see you later that night. We're like, how'd you get here? I hitchhiked. And we're like, what? What'd you I come know. with? Nothing. Like a pack of scissors. Yeah, literally. Like, yeah, nothing. <laughs> yeah. Literally nothing. And then how are you getting home? I don't know. Probably hitchhike. Like, fuck, Ray. What are you doing? <laughs> I know. It was funny. It's, I just did anything to send it, dude. I was just like, yeah, I just wanted to be there. I just wanted <laughs> to be present and be with the homies. And looking back i'm like damn like fuck i'm so lucky nothing happened to me but yeah i don't know i i used to just do whatever i had to do to get to wherever yeah. i wanted to go because <laughs> when ray wants to send it she wants to fucking send it dude. yeah she's gonna could have died but always survived speaking <laughs> of surviving i'm gonna drop this next song here yeah. it's called still alive by mount eden but this is by skeller and it's a fairly new remix that i came across so let's check it out
heard the original, but I've never heard that remix. So thank you. You know, I'm aware of the original, but I don't think I have the original saved as a Mount Eden song. I always thought it was by someone else, or at least I have it labeled as someone else somewhere in my crates here. But then oh, I came across yeah. this one and I heard the lyrics and I was like, oh, wait a minute. Mount Eden's the one that actually does this? What? <laughs> <laughs> kind of weird Classic. blast from the past. For sure. Um, I want to get deep again with you for a moment here, Ray. Let's get down and dirty and so, dark, baby. <laughs> you know, we're humans and... Uh, this yeah. goes without saying, I think at some point, every single person on this goddamn planet has experienced a strong, severe form of depression at some point in time. Mm -hmm. um, I know myself personally, I've definitely still to this day, you know, struggle. It's like you said before, some days I'm on absolute fire. And there's other days where, you know, the will to get out of bed is just so overwhelming, like, so overwhelmingly yeah. hard. Um, with you being sober, Mm -hmm. I'm I would have to assume you know you definitely don't get as many of those days anymore now like what is it like kind of in the past when you were kind of at your lowest there and like you knew things had yeah. to change and some of the feelings that you went through there I'm really curious to know just like yeah. the darkest hours whatever you're comfortable talking with because I know you yeah. wanted to bring this up as well <clears throat> yeah uh no definitely uh, this is a topic I I love talking about because it needs to be talked about right and I think I have a lot of experience in it like obviously I don't know like I, I only can talk about what I've felt and what I've experienced but it's a lot you know and so I'll start off by saying uh, my dad uh, when I was two he committed suicide my ex uh, my first love committed suicide and like so I feel like I for that for me like I struggle with suicidal thoughts but I feel stuck because I know what it does to people and I know the effect it has on the friends and the family and the loved ones so in a sense like I've struggled with these thoughts for a long time um with or without substance abuse and uh, yeah I, f I felt really angry and stuck because I knew I couldn't do that to everyone so I was just like I don't want to be here but I literally can't leave how old were you when your dad committed suicide <clears throat> I was house? two so I actually don't remember my dad very much. I have heard a lot of stories about him though. And it's kind of really interesting finding out who he was. Cause I feel like I am a lot like him. Uh, but yeah. And then my ex, uh, I was 15 and he was 15, which was crazy, but yeah. Um, so for example, what I do want to say actually about my ex is he's one of, he was one of the happiest, funniest, brightest people, smartest, like everybody loved this kid. And like, he knew it too. Like, and he was just like, it just goes to show like it reminds me a lot of like Robin Williams and like that's his, exactly what uh, I was just gonna yeah. say yeah it's and it's always those people that like it's those people that make other people feel so good and that like are just so humorous and stuff but those are the people that are usually hurting the most which is the trippiest thing um because yeah you can look at these people and just have no idea and you can know these people and have no idea what's really going on in their mind you know um, yeah, you think yeah. you know a person, but I mean, you can think that all you want, but in the end, yeah. no one has a fucking clue what anyone is going through. Exactly. And it, and even if you have like the most perfect family, if you have like, you know, like a perfect job, perfect, everything or not necessarily perfect, but you know what I mean? Like it's, it, you don't even have to be like struggling necessarily on the outside at all to be like in so much pain on the inside. So that's what really is super interesting for me. I definitely want to look into some psychology courses and stuff. I would love to like really talk to people and help people with this because it's become like a huge problem. I'm sure 2020, I haven't looked it up, but I'm assuming there's a lot of suicide 
uh, like a lot of people um, taking that route this year, just because it's been so crazy on everyone, especially just being isolated. Uh, one thing I will say about my personal experience is like, I am so used to just being so strong and like telling people I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. And like, especially with sobriety, like I've learned to kind of like, just let people in and be like, yo, I'm not okay. I'm not okay today. You know, even if it's just for today, like, you know, um, and just sharing my story and having other people share their story with me. It's so healing. Cause yeah, you really have no idea what goes on in someone's life. You know, they, they'll, you only know what they allow you to you know, know, but it's really humbling. I've been meeting a lot of people with similar issues and helping other women. And it's a beautiful thing. One thing I will say is like, yeah, it's okay to not be okay. And like, fucking talk to people, man. Like, I know it's hard. Like, even if you don't want to go into details about what's going on with you, just to even just talk to someone and let them know you're struggling. Like, it's just so important because like, you never know, you mm. might have that like really heartfelt conversation with someone and it could like change. It could save your fucking life or theirs. So yeah. And it's not even just like crazy situations like that. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, uh, you know, I have good days. I have bad days. And right now I'm, I'm not doing great, but I'm not doing bad either, you know? And today even, uh, I don't know. I kind of hit a weird, I had the big sad today. And, uh, even when you hit me up earlier and you're like, yeah, let's do the pod. You know, I literally out loud was like, fuck, like no offense to you at all. It's just like, I just mentally, I'm just like, wasn't there. And then as soon as you hit me up, like I seven o'clock was coming and I was just like, (laughs) fuck I hope she doesn't hit me up like I'm just I don't know if I can and then as soon as we got on here like you've actually like talking with you and actually kind of just going into this has made me feel a million times better not even just like talking about this stuff but just seeing you and just talking with a good friend and kind of just doing doing the thing you know doing what we're doing here showing off music so I want to thank you I want to thank you for that like I just Oh, saying that out loud feels so dick but I'm actually kind of glad I addressed it because yeah like depression is so weird like that you know it's just it hits in so many different ways. And if you don't take care of it, like we, yeah. took, I, for me, ex- example right now, like I took care of it and, you know, I committed to actually doing something and trying to make a change and just get over it. And this doing what we're doing right now is seriously helped. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. You know what? And that's what it's all about. I know I've been putting this podcast off for a while. I don't know if you could tell, but I was like, it's funny because <laughs> yeah. I, I think these topics and just like music and just all of this and just seeing you is so important. And yeah. I knew, I knew I wanted this and I needed this, but like, I was just putting it off. I don't know why I was like, Oh, it's going to be heavy. It's going to be like, cause, but I love that. I love that heaviness. I love talking about shit. And if I can even just help one person and like, I already, like you said, and you're helping me too, just by like, yeah, I've kind of felt like shit before we hopped on here, but you know what? I feel a million times better too. So if we didn't help anyone listening we at least we helped each other and you know what bottom line that's all i really care about that's what's up yeah it's it's funny these past two podcasts have just been like well past two i got two more that are coming out before yours will come out here but you know the one with megan was just so cool and so in-depth and so wild and uh it's just interesting. Like I never thought I'd ever do a podcast in my life. And obviously I'm not, I'm not good at them. Like I know enough to make one, but like, I don't know. I, they still feel, they still feel kind of weird, but I enjoy doing it. It's fun. Like I like hearing what people like. I like hearing, you know, people's preferences of music and their opinions on shit and like just kind of getting to know people a little bit better. And then especially doing ones with a really interesting person with you who has been through some serious shit you know, and isn't afraid to talk about it. And that's really cool to me. 
Yeah, fucking right. No, I I love your podcast, and they you can tell they're getting you're getting a lot better. Like you said in the beginning, it's a little cringy. Oh, dude. <laughs> but that's I mean, I mean, it's something that I've never done before. You know, I've never recorded myself. And like, you ever listen to a video of yourself talk for the first time? You want to absolutely kill yourself. It's so crazy. I already had this thought, like, while we were recording here. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm already cringing at what I probably sound like. I hate the sound of my own voice. But you know what? It's not about that. It's about the content, baby. Yeah. And I think that's just part of human nature. Like, no one actually likes the sound of their own voice. But you just have to look past (laughs) it and just whatever that's what i sound like fuck it and you know what you're doing great so who cares right (laughs) yeah no i'd Um, I'd be cool to get a lot more like right now it's just been like homies and stuff and even if it just stays like that like i'm totally fine doing that and you know repetition of uh people from the past like maybe they'll be faster speed like let's go and just bounce into (laughs) the tunes a little bit of bullshit because really this whole concept was just around the music you know it's yeah. the conversations Space are fun track. and interesting and cool, but you know, it's just, I don't know. I still don't know what this thing is. I don't know what it's going to be, but right now I'm just, I'm having fun just kind of hanging with the homies over zoom because COVID. Yeah. Cause COVID and yeah, you know, right? music, music brings us together. Like music brought you into my life and like other like, amazing people, amazing things, music. It's all about the music, man. And like, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, can we play that Camel and Crooked track? Absolutely. Yeah, Document One Remix. This song, I've always said I want it played at my funeral. Like this song just hits me. Like if I could describe myself in one song, it would be this remix, dude. It's just right, yeah, this one's it's called fire. Good Times, Bad Times by Document One. Well, by Camel and Crooked, but remixed by Document One. Let's go. Sweet.
drops man that's so sick i love the like twangy like i don't even know how to explain it the like bow wow like vibe like just it's like it moves and then wait like the phasing with the speakers it literally bounces around the room it's like super tight love that track those guys yeah document one's really crazy too but Mm -hmm. both him and camo and crooked together that's such a deadly combination right fire so cool um what is some future goals of Poison Hive. Have you been busy making music lately? Or are you kind of just trying to focus on yourself a bit more lately? I mean, fuck. Uh, it's funny because I know that that's what I want to do. Music makes me so happy. Even just listening to it, but like making it, I've definitely been leaning more towards like ukulele, guitar, and piano, and like vocals. Um, and so I haven't really actually made it. I haven't produced a track in like just over a year. And I mean, I'm I'm about to uh, actually go into a recovery house with a bunch of women, which is dope because uh, like it's gonna be super weird and wild and like crazy. But it's exactly what I need for my sobriety right now, and I'm excited to work with other women and help them get better. But so that's kind of besides the point. But in there, I was thinking, I'm like, what am I gonna do? Like, I'm gonna be going to a lot of meetings with these girls, and then I'm like, you know what? I really want to get back into producing and just writing, writing a lot too. Like I write, I've written a lot of songs, just lyrics. Um, so that's something I definitely want to keep working towards. Future goals: uh, I still want to do my welding, just because that's where the money is. And then from there, I would love to buy like a studio space and just work with other musicians, rent it out, uh, just do what I love, you know? Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Well, awesome. I'm. Yeah, I'm I'm just so excited to hear that you're doing so well, Ray. You seem so much happier now. It's just really cool to see. Right. Um, I like to end these podcasts off with like the most ridiculous thing you've seen. And uh, no, you can't tell any stories of me. (laughs) (laughs) What's like the craziest thing that you've seen at a festival or a party or like some crazy that's happened while you've been DJing? I mean, I just thought of another one. Okay, so I got two stories. One would be my first ever set. It was on my birthday in 2016. It was like the first time I ever had a set. Like I, I, it was a little like bush rave. And I was like, so I prepared for months. Like I was like, I had my whole set list. Like I had it, like I had the ex- exact vibe. I wanted all these years of drum and bass. It was mostly drum and bass in the set, just ready to go. Like, but I was on a bender. And so, cause it was my birthday weekend. And so I show up there and I like blue hair. I was in like the space suit. And I was definitely the most fucked up person there. And then, so I go and roll up. But I like eight, I think at 8 p.m. was my set. I was opening this little festival, but I was so proud and so happy. And all my friends were there. Some of them hadn't showed up yet because it was early. But yeah, no, I, I just had all these expectations built up. And I don't know how your first set went, but like this could not have gone any more worse. Like it just couldn't <laughs> have gone. Yeah, it went horribly. Like every technical difficulty I could have had. They basically told me we had Moon Tricks playing there. Shout out Moon Tricks. They so they like literally cut me off. Like the the sound guys were like, we got to do a sound check for Moon Tricks. So thank you, but <laughs> no thank you. I was just like okay. Fuck. And then after I went and found my friends and I was crying because I'm always crying. And I was like, they're like, Ray, what can we do to what can we do to make you feel better? I was like, just give me all the drugs. 
and oh all the boobs because it was my birthday too so and then so short story long i ended up in the middle of the dance floor blue hair spacesuit dirt napping right in front of the bass bins i was sleeping for hours and like anytime anyone would try and come down to help me i would like try and like boot them away with my space boots but anyway oh yeah, that wasn't i know that's just like me in a in a nutshell back in the day but that's what i thought of and then another story is shambhala i'll never forget i i use the word chandi now um and this is why i was at shambhala and right outside my tent there was like some guy i think he was one of the neighbors or whatever uh he was like oh buddy like you just hear him struggling i don't know like you can just some of it that like that alone just this conversations you hear through the tent is just fucking <laughs> hilarious i know but yeah mean, so yeah. yeah right so he was like going off about not having a good time he's like oh buddy like i think i'm gonna chundi and me and my homie were sitting in my tent and we legit thought he was about to like just drop a deuce like we thought he meant like he was gonna take a shit right outside the tent so i go out there and i'm like dude what the fuck i'm like no shitting by my tent and he's like what do you mean? he's like I, I have to chundi i was like what even is that he's like oh i go like I'm I'm, I'm I'm gonna throw up i was like oh i was like i love that term i'm like yeah give her dude and yeah from now on i just always call it chundying but that uh, was pretty funny i thought some guy was gonna take a shit outside my tent <laughs> yeah, yeah i might no. i might have to take that I- I've never heard the word Shundi before. Shundi? I, I know. I'm, I think I'm a fan of it now. Yeah, it's pretty tight. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, I'm going to wrap this up here, Ray. I think we've been going for a little bit over an hour now. Um, <laughs> this was a lot of fun. I yeah. definitely dropped a lot of bombs, a lot of serious knowledge that a lot of people, I think, really need to kind of hear that isn't talked about, which is really unfortunate. This stuff needs to be talked yeah. about more. Right. I agree. So um, well, thank you so much for having me, dude. Dude, I'm thank you for coming on and doing this. This has been really good. Um, I definitely want to do some more in the future if you're up to it. I know you got so an insane library of music. So <laughs> yeah, I'm super down. I'm super down. Hit me up anytime. Hell yeah, dude. Um, yeah, again, just thanks for being so open and honest and willing to talk about this kind of stuff. Because again, a lot of people I really think kind of need to hear this from someone that's been yeah. through some serious shit. Yeah, yeah. No, it's my pleasure. Um, and yeah, my favorite quote is go through shit, grow through shit, pressure makes diamonds. And, you know, fucking. That's You're living up. proof. You're just literally yeah. living proof of that. Aww. All right, Ray. Have All a right. good evening. Love you. Take care. Love you. Cheers, bud. Bye bye. Bye.
Bye-bye.